Welcome to a very special episode of the 12 Sided Guys. We have Matt as a family man and farmer pushed to the brink by imperial overreach. Ahoy hoy. Scott as a buxom and boisterous young woman on the run for her involvement in starting a riot. That's me. Jordan as a perpetual bachelor and truest friend condemned to die for a crime he didn't commit. Howdy do. Sabrina, as a young turncoat just trying to get home to his girl, and possibly young child, I can't remember if that last part was canon or not. Yo. (laughs) 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 And me, Paul, as the puppet master, pulling all the strings, making everyone dance for my own amusement. (laughs) We're taking a slight detour from the main campaign tonight to tell a very important story within the universe of the Crystal Codex. So yes, this is canonical. If you want to support us, there's all the things. You know, leave us a rating and a review. Patreon.com slash 12sidedguys. That's one, two-sidedguys for the wiki, maps, bonus content. Maybe buy us some snacks, yada, yada, yada. And I want to give a quick shout out to one of our newest patrons, Khan. So not only is this episode canonical, it's also (laughs) con-nonical. Anyway... If you've ever turned off the lights and explored an old mansion only to practically wet yourself when an undead Doberman busted through a window in a corridor you'd already cleared hours earlier, then this podcast is for you. It's the Crystal Codex, episode 36, The JV Team. Thunder cracks. I was working in the lab late one night. (laughs) The door pulls shut behind him as he surveys the stately grand foyer of the house on Elderberry Lane. As he takes in the room, he glances at his companions. They are quite the strange collection, he thinks to himself. As his boots click across the tile floor, Bert Bertram can't help but go back in his mind, recalling the strange circumstances of how they all met and began traveling together. Bert is in a rain-soaked wood in the middle of the night. He becomes aware of something crashing through the woods, coming toward him. From his hiding place, amongst the debris and foliage, he can see a shape moving through the trees, hairy and big. As his eyes strain to make out its form, it suddenly, poof, vanishes. Bert decides to stay put, to stay still and hope whatever poofed away doesn't poof right back. After a few minutes, he hears something, a groaning, pained sound, out by where the large shape vanished. Bert cautiously emerges to investigate, and before long comes across a young man, his clothes drenched and ripped, with a long, thin bruise across his forehead. He is loosely bound with ropes. I can't just leave him here to die, Bert thinks to himself, as he rummages in his bag for his only potion of healing. Like zoinks, guys! (laughs) (laughs) It feels strange to be going through their house while they're gone, Hop says as he moves further into the foyer, checking doors on the left side of the room. His bruise is gone, and his confidence has increased. (laughs) He's a good kid. That girl back home he's always going on about, sure lucky to have him. I've never seen so many gaudy bubbles in all my life, exclaims Bert's second companion. 
Turning toward the voice, Bert sees the man, still in his simple, sturdy farming clothes, pick up a marble bust from a table, examining it closely. His wounds have healed as well, though that blood will probably never come out of his clothing. Bert thinks to himself, recalling the night he and this man first crossed paths. Still in the woods, still in the dark, it's only a few hours after happening upon Hop. As Bert and Hop move carefully through the underbrush, voices are heard through the trees ahead. Light and shadow dance through the wood. As Bert sneaks closer to get a better look, he's taken aback by what he sees. Imperial soldiers lie dead, dying and unconscious throughout a small clearing in the trees. It's an Imperial camp. Some of the tents have fallen over. One even burns, a smoking, hissing mess as rain continues to fall on the scene. At one end of the clearing, astride a horse, the firelight reflecting off skin wet with rain and blood, sits this man, this humble farmer. With one hand, he grips the reins, and with the other, he reaches down to caress the cheek of a beautiful young woman with long brown hair, soft skin, and an ample bosom while two children clutch to her skirt. The man on the horse says something to the stoic woman, something Bert is too far away to hear fully. But I promise, I will find him, and I will bring him home. He then turns his horse to leave. Seeing a potential kindred spirit, as well as additional horses around the camp, Bert calls out and gains another ally on this stormy night. Artis places the bust back on the table and checks a door on the right side of the foyer, as their last companion speaks up, offering her expertise. If you think this house is rich, try heading a little further west, says the red-haired woman. Bert watches her move past and suppresses a slight stirring. There is something in the way that woman moves. (laughs) Bert thinks this as his mind drifts back to their chance meeting on Prairie Way as they neared Arkelvy. Bert, Hop, and Artis travel the highway mounted, with one additional pack horse held by a lead in Artis's hand. Any chance you'll sell me that horse? asks the young, tall woman as they pass. She's on foot, traveling in the same direction on this muddy road. As she looks up into Bert's face, her eyes suddenly go wide. Uh-oh. She knows who I am. Bert's hands grip the reins tighter, his body poised and ready to kick his horse into a gallop if need be. Wait, I, I know you. I I helped free you. Bert pauses, still tense, but listening to what the young woman has to say. Or or at least I tried to help. That riot. Some of that was was my doing, but most of it was my friends. They seemed very committed to see you not hanged. She slowly approaches Bert and places a gloved hand on his boot in the stirrup. How about this? For helping you, maybe you could help me. The horse? What do you say? As she makes eye contact with Bert, she winks, and his heart rate doubles. Well, Ember got the horse, and three became four. Back in the foyer, the group spreads out, preparing to stay in this haunted house on the night of Gadaver's March, no less. The plan is to locate and eliminate the cause of the noises that have been troubling the residents here. The prize for success? The homeowners, moderately wealthy here in the city of Arkelvy, have agreed to give four tickets to board an airship bound for the city of Almar, the imperial capital. Each member of the group has their own reasons for wanting to head south. Hop to get home to his girl, Artis looking for a son that was taken from the imperial camp, Ember, whose reasons are known only to herself, and Bert, who having been condemned to die for spreading sedition, has decided to live up to the charge. And what better place to do that than in the heart of the Empire itself? 
So as some of you may have realized, today our players are playing different characters. These characters have all been previously voiced by one person, me. Now, these characters have all been given to the players to control. And so not just for tonight, but in the story going forward, these characters, artists, Bert Bertram, Ember, and Hop, these characters all will be controlled by our players and their destiny will lie in our players' hands. Okay, so here we are. We are in the city of Arkelvy on the night of Gadiver's March. And I don't know who remembers this in our kind of main storyline, but episodes and episodes ago at a bulletin board, a certain flyer was pulled off the bulletin board talking about a haunted house on Elderberry Lane. And nobody in the main campaign went to Elderberry Lane, which is probably a good thing because Elderberry and Eberly and Everlyn all sound very, very similar. But I already <laughs> said it, so we're stuck with it. So this is the haunted house on Elderberry Lane in the city of Arkelvy. All right, so what's going on now? We have Bert and Hop and Artis and Ember are all in this atrium of this moderately good-sized um, home. It's definitely a wealthier family, not necessarily the upper crust of Arkelvy, but this house is large enough that there is kind of this um, entry hall. It's like 25 feet across and 30 feet long, multiple rooms on either side, as well as like a big room to the back. Um, there's at least two stories of this house. And what has happened is the homeowners have given free reign of their house to these four people um, on this night, Gadiver's March. While the homeowners go and party, they have instructed our four players to clear out the house before they get back. If that makes any sense. <laughs> yeah, that makes okay. perfect sense. Perfect. Well, here you guys are. You guys are in this house. The door shuts behind the homeowners as they go out to party. And you guys are in this atrium. It looks like there's a, a couple of statues on the on the um, on the tables that are along the wall. There's a tile floor, black and white tile. that kind of is a, it looks very nice. There's a nice, elegant rug with some gold trim. And to your left, you see two doors and to your right, you see two doors as well as a double door at the back. What the people here at the house had told you is that late at night, they can hear voices in the house and they're not quite sure where it's coming from, but they want it gone. Well, should we take a look around, see whether we might find somebody hiding? Yeah, I reckon that's a pretty good idea. I mean, maybe it's just, maybe it's just somebody who's poor looking for some food who's found a place to hide in the pantry. I know that's where I'd be is in the pantry. <laughs> Making like a seven seven layer sandwich. Exactly. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Perfect. All right, you guys, you guys, you guys have free reign of this house. You guys can go explore. So there's two doors on the left, two doors on the right, double doors to the back. Um, you guys are basically standing right at the front door. So um, you guys want to split up. You guys can stay together. Usually, usually Daphne and Fred stick together. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Do we want to sweep it sort of like floor by floor? Yeah, I suppose we could do that. Um, 
yeah, why don't we? I'm I'm thinking of just heading straight through those main doors in the back of the of the hall. Perfect. We should at least listen to them before we open them. That, that's some sound advice from the pretty lady in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you! You've known me for what now? A week? You know my name. It's Ember. Well, uh, I still feel like I ain't too familiar with you yet, and so I'd like to keep it formal if and I could. That's fine. I, I can respect that. I would charge you if, if it needed to get a little bit more informal. <laughs> well, yeah. Thank, thank. We'll, we'll, I guess we'll see about and we'll okay. Hey, Bert, roll, roll for a nosebleed. <laughs> roll for a nosebleed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally doing he rolled a 16 for his nosebleed check. Oh, yeah. You you feel a little drop come down. You suck it right back in there. That ain't coming out. <laughs> All right. <laughs> this old bachelor knows how to uh, avoid a nosebleed. <laughs> All right, you guys. You have this whole house to explore, and you guys are still standing by the front door. <laughs> I guess as we head toward the back door, as we head yeah. toward the back door, um, I'm gonna just going to peek in each of the, the side doors here on the left side of the room. Okay. All right. As you look through the left side, that first door that you come to, it looks like it's some kind of a, like a, a reading room, um, a library of some kind. The, the walls are lined with books. There's a table and there's a couple of chairs, even a sofa in there. It looks quite comfortable. Okay. Um, Bert, you're heading straight back to the double doors at the back. As you open those, you see there is a, a, a very like grand dining room. There's a very long table with multiple seats. Um, it looks like this is the kind of table that, um, you know, you'd have a lot of guests over um, and uh, maybe not where they would eat all the time, but you don't know how rich people are. So, um, yeah. And then it looks like in this room, there's also a door to the left as well. Um, but yeah, a very nice um, dining room. It looks like there's some plates and things set on the table, but no food. Um, yeah. Hop is going to like follow a few feet behind because Bert seems like a strong guy. So he's going to try to just kind of hide underneath his presence um, and then just be sort of feeling out the room if he feels any bad vibes because um, he's a paladin. So I think he's going to do uh, detect good and evil. <laughs> as you guys are walking up to the double doors in, that lead to the dining room, as you look to your right, you can see that there's a, a staircase that goes, uh, it goes up and it goes down. So you can go up to a second floor or you can go down to a basement. Um, and then artists, you were going to open up another door. It's uh on the side. Yeah, just kind of like popping them open as you as he walks by heading toward the dining room. Yeah, yeah, sure thing. As you walk by this next room on the left, you peek in there and it looks like this is some kind of like a, a trophy room. Um, there's like a, a little table with a chess, uh, chess board set up in there. There's uh, uh, some trophies on the wall, like um, like hunting trophies. And you can see that there's also a door on the kind of the, the north wall. Um, and it looks like, I mean, the door that leads to the left out of the dining room and the door here on this north wall of this trophy room probably go into the same room. Okay. Um, you can see here that also in this trophy room, there's a couple of like um, like uh, goblets or like actually more like steins. Um, so this is like a place that maybe um, the men folk gather to to talk about things and smoke cigars or something. Okay. So um, artists will say, head on into the dining room. I'll meet you there. And he's going to, um, hop into this trophy room and just kind of uh, as he's walking by the different trophies he's going to say is it you are you the ones talking late at night shh 
and then head to the back door. Okay. Uh, make a perception check. That's a 16, but I will have you know my passive perception is 18. Oh my gosh. You ask a question of this deer head and the deer head says, nope, not me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. The eyes behind the deer head slowly back away and, and disappear. <laughs> He's on to us. Have you guys ever seen the evil dead, the second evil dead, dead yes. by dawn? Yep. When the deer head on the wall turns alive and starts <laughs> laughing at him. Yes. Yeah. Oh, man. All right. Um, okay. So what all is everybody else doing? It looks like uh, Artis is heading towards the door that um, on at the back of this trophy room. Yeah. Ember will go into the dining room and start looking around. Yeah, and Hop's going to cast uh, Divine Sense. So he's just kind of going to feel out the room, trying to figure out if there's any bad vibes going on. Bert is, yeah, Bert's kind of, he's got this perpetual scowl on his face as he's kind of walking slowly around the table, maybe running his finger along it, kind of looking looking it up and down. Okay, so you, um, you can sense, what is it? Str- you can sense like strong evil presences? Yeah, so strong evil or or good. So as as you cast it, as you walk into the dining room, um, is do you cast it in the dining room? Is that when you cast it? Yeah, as we're entering. Okay, as you're entering, you feel um, residual is the wrong word, almost like just a slight dusting. Um, there is some kind of undead presence with this house but you feel like the dining room is not its source. It's just kind of periphery. Zoinks, guys. I got a bad feeling about this. <laughs> <laughs> so Artis has gone through the back door into what looks like a kitchen and opened that door. Now you can see that the dining room and the and the trophy room both connect to a, a rather large kitchen. There is a lot of food in here. There is wine on racks. There's even like a, a chicken that's set kind of out on a table ready to be eaten. Um, so it looks like maybe they left some food for you guys, too, if you want it. I mean, if we don't eat this chicken, it's going to go bad. So anybody hungry? Pop's already in the kitchen devouring <laughs> that chicken. Man, he, puts the whole thing, he puts the whole thing in his mouth and pulls out the carcass. Yeah, but when he pulls out the carcass, it's literally just one bone. He, he runs to the kitchen, stays in place. Yeah. Oh, God. Kid's always thinking with his stomach, I swear. <laughs> All right, uh, so Hop and and Artis are in the kitchen. It looks like uh, Bert is kind of leaving the dining room. Ember, where are you going? There's still two more doors in here, and there's a staircase up and a staircase down. Uh, another door in the dining room? No, no, no. The, that oh. door, the other door in the dining room has been open, and that leads okay. to the kitchen, which okay. also leads back to the trophy room. Yeah, I'll, um, Ember will go back into the foyer and open the okay. door that's on the uh, east side of the building. Okay, why don't you make a perception check? Or what's your passive perception, I guess? Passive perception is 14. 14, okay. Um, The door seems normal. You don't hear anything. You don't kind of sense anything, but you're going to open that door? Yeah, yeah, I'll go ahead and open it. Okay, as you open this door, um, you can see this looks like some sort of an office. There's like a bearskin rug on the floor. There's a desk. There's some papers and a chair, as well as one more trophy on the wall. But this looks like it's less for entertaining and more for, I don't know, um, keeping track of finances and, and writing letters, that kind of thing. Okay. Ember will walk up to the to the desk and start mm-hmm. rummaging through the papers. Okay. If they lift them out, it, it means that I can read them. Yeah. 
you find some um, like uh, some journal entries from the um, from the quote, master of the house, um, just talking about um, um, some business that he is uh, getting involved in and how he's excited. There's also one uh, section that talks about how um, it seems like he's hiding something from his wife. Um, he doesn't want her to know about. Uh, why don't you make an investigation check if you're interested in digging deeper? Yes, definitely interested in this. Okay. Is this going to be actually a saucy romance novel instead of a <laughs> Halloween episode? <laughs> I'm really hoping. I'm really hoping. So Ember got a six on her investigation. As you're reading through this journal, you start to, you know, in all honesty, the guy is not very interesting in his writing. It's kind of like, and then I did this, and then I did that, and then I did this, and then it's very kind of boring, and you kind of lose interest. Okay. So you don't find anything too saucy. Okay. It's probably cockfighting. Ember <laughs> Ember's going to leave it. She's going to take it with her and dog ear the page that hints at some sort of secret that he's keeping from his wife. And she's Perfect. going to try and strategically place it somewhere in the house for the wife to find. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. All right. What's everybody else doing? There's still one more room that has not been opened down here. And there is a staircase up and a staircase down. Uh, Artis is just going to grab a chicken leg and head back out toward Ember. Okay. I, I, they probably wouldn't be happy with him eating over the fancy rug, but he's eating greasy chicken over the fancy rug. All right. As you walk back out into the foyer, your passive perception is what, 18? Yes. As you walk down towards that last door that nobody's opened, as you walk past the staircase, you hear, gosh, it's hard to tell if it's just kind of wind or a creak of the house, but you hear something and you hear... Spooky. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. I my 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 nipples like poked come clean out of my shirt. I was so so chilled. Okay, here here's what I want everyone listening to do right now. Unless you're driving or working out, turn the lights off. Ooh, does that include us? Yes. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right. Okay, so Artis, uh, he heard that. He's going to kind of walk over toward the stairs. He's going to say, did you hear that to, to Ember? Yes, yes, I did. Um, no, you didn't. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> no, you 100% did not hear that. You're right. I did not hear that. I think something's coming from the stairs. I'm going to go check it out. Well, I'll, I'm going to go listen. Was check it, out that was other room. Upstairs or down? I'm going to go see if I can figure that out. So Artis is going to stand at the stairs and try to listen to see if he hears if it's coming from the basement or from upstairs. Okay. Um, make a perception check. Great. And you can make it with advantage because Ember is actually standing right behind you. That's a nat 20, so 23. Nat 20. You, as you're standing there, you're kind of like, maybe I just was imagining it. Maybe it was just a creak in the tile or the floor. And then you hear, and it sounds like it's coming from the stairs going down you hear and Ember this time you did hear it too okay so um, Artis is going to crap himself (laughs) 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 no he's gonna uh, uh, so Artis will turn to Ember and say I think I found the source of those voices go get the others I I heard it that time too Um, be careful while I'm going to get them don't worry. And then he'll pull out his dagger 
and stand at the top of the stairs. <laughs> nice. Anything about this dagger look familiar? Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Oh, it looks very familiar. Roos would know this dagger in a heartbeat. <laughs> oh, gosh. Awesome. All right. So, Ember, you're going to go back and get Bert and Hop? Yeah. Ember will start going to look for Bert and Hop uh, into the kitchen. All right. As you go into the kitchen, are you going down by yourself, Artis? Oh, heavens no. I'm just waiting <laughs> at the top of the stairs. Okay. <laughs> what like, happened to, like, the Fabio-esque uh, model that we saw in the front of that romance cover at the beginning? Where'd it happen to him? <laughs> oh, no. He, he, he has no problem going by himself, but he's also, you know, he's not going to... He, he, waiting for everybody to show up. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's all macho and stuff, but they're spooky ghosts. <laughs> it's icky. There's a, whole, there's a whole team here. Yeah, got uh, it. All right. Whatever yeah, honestly, there's no it's, reason to be the first one to die in a horror movie. It's, it's, it's kind of like in Clue when uh, Mr. Green and Yvette are standing at the bottom of the stairs to the attic and they just wait there for like three, like they cut to them like three times before they start moving. <laughs> I love that movie. It's one of my favorites. Oh, it's really good. All right. So are we going to have multiple endings of this one too? Um, there I'm is just... only going to be the one canonical ending. All right. So Ember and Hop and Bert. Ember comes into the kitchen. Well, I, we heard something and, and I, I, I'm not certain what it was, but we're going down to the basement. Well, it sounds like as good a clue as any we've had. Come on, boy, let's go check it out. Oh, boy, the basement. <laughs> We're all just going to come off mute and laugh every time Sabrina says anything. <laughs> all right. You guys all gather up at the top of the stairs. I want you guys all to make uh, perception checks before you go down. I imagine you guys are trying to kind of psych yourselves up before you go down there. Um, just uh, perception checks. Ooh, Hop rolled a nat 20 on that. So oh. 22. Bird got a 10. Ember rolled a 1 and got 5. Artis rolled a 3 and got 5. So who rolled, who rolled, who got the high one? Was that, uh, was that Hop? That was Hop. I'm paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> it's the danger uh, sense. So you yeah. know where to run away from. <laughs> exactly. So Hop, you actually, as you're standing there, you actually hear, coming up from the, from the basement, you hear... You can hear it too. I don't like the sound of that. Okay, turning off my lights was a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> all right, are you guys all gonna go down the stairs? Yeah, artists will lead the way. He's gonna attempt to be stealthy though. All right. Hop is gonna trail behind. He is definitely coming in last. Oh, I think we Ooh. all have to sneak, as though it's very uh, the mystery gang style. Well, Artis rolled a one, so he got an eight on stealth. Ember got an 11 on stealth. Ember got a four. Hop also got a four. <laughs> oh, guys, yeah. This is, for such a nice house, This these are the creakiest stairs you have ever stepped on. Just creak, creak, creak. <laughs> and you guys managed to get down to the basement. And the basement is very dark. There is no light down here. Um, I don't think anybody had here has um, dark vision. Um, wait, wait, wait. Artis learned his lesson being lost, groping around in the dark in the woods. So the very first thing he did was procure himself a pair of goggles of night. Okay, so <laughs> Artis can see in the dark. 
So, um, artists, what you see down here is it looks like this is a this basement stretches uh, the whole width of the uh, building up above. Um, it's held up by like six big, massive pillars. You can see like crates with um, supplies and things um, kind of up in one corner. You also see um, down here in the dark, you see that silhouette of furniture covered with white sheets that they do in scary movies for some strange reason. Um, and it looks like um, there's uh, quite a bit of furniture down here that's covered with these white sheets and some barrels and crates, but uh, for the most part, it's pretty open down here. This is a strange way to store your sheets. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, artists will start exploring the room a little bit. <laughs> I'm still laughing at that joke. <laughs> okay, so nobody else can see. Does anybody have like a light spell or anything they want to do? Or light up a torch or grab a lantern or anything? Ember does have a light spell. She'll um, she'll cast it on a, a small... It's a torch that she holds, but she casts light on it to keep reusing it. As the light kind of illuminates, you see Hop hanging off of her back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh, that's so funny. There, there, boy. You can You can follow close to me. I was gonna say too, Paul. I, I I like to think that the the goggles that that artist has, art that artist has, um, that they're kind of they like have crystal lenses that have multiple facets that basically catch any little bit of light that there could possibly be and focus it into the into the eyes, and that's how they work. So they're not so much magical, but they're like mechanical crystal uh, goggles, like like some kind of ancient tech. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I like it. Cool. All right, yeah, you guys can start exploring this uh, this basement. You guys see a lot of this furniture covered up with sheets. It looks like maybe there's some crates. It looks like a couple of like boxes of like maybe um, summer clothes have been stored down here, that type of thing. Um, Do any yeah. of these um, sheet-covered pieces of furniture look like I can't tell what kind of furniture it is? Um... I mean, some of them are just quite blocky, but most of them you get the impression, oh, this is a chair. This is some kind of a chest or credenza or something like that. This um, is a corpse. Yeah, is there anything <laughs> that looks cadaver-like? <laughs> um, make a investigation check. Ooh. Uh, Bert rolled a 14 for his investigation. Um, it looks like everything down here has hard edges, like something manufactured or, um, you know, made, not, not so organic like a body. Hmm. All right. Um, looks like Ember and jo or Ember and uh, Hop are staying back towards the stairs, um, while Bert and Artis kind of go exploring through this basement. Oh, Ember's going out there to explore now too, and Hop is just <laughs> staying right Hop's behind, as close along. to the light. <laughs> <laughs> Hop just wants to be as close to the light as possible. All right. Okay. Ember's gonna quietly whisper, "Is is someone here? We, we thought we heard something." Make a perception check. I can't roll higher than like six right now. I got a ten. <laughs> you you hear Hop say, "I'm here." <laughs> uh, that's about it. I'm right here, guys. Bert, Bert hears that and sighs loudly. <laughs> <laughs> that girl of his is so lucky. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Yeah. I guess I just want to like move around the room, see if there's anything, like, uh, 
anything interesting to see besides just the, the boxes and the crates and stuff? As, as you move around the room, um, artist, first you come around the corner with your goggles of light. You can see there's actually, it looks like there's a small corner of this basement that has been bricked off. Um, like, uh, you guys are fairly new to Arkle V. Um, uh, Ember's spent some time here, but I don't think anybody else really has been here so much. But the city is built on top of this network of uh, honeycomb of, of catacombs and many basements of houses actually lead directly into these catacombs and sometimes the dead get restless so oftentimes these basements will have walled off sections to keep unwanted visitors at bay and artists as you go come to this back corner that has been walled off you see a small section has actually broken down and as you look into this small section you can see stairs that go down further into the catacombs I think I've found where the sound is coming from. And now as you listen, or as you say that, you hear. That's messed up. Bert, you and Artis can both hear that. No, oh, hell's bells. Sounds like there's kids lost down in the catacombs during Gadiver's March of all days. I, I could understand it. They could maybe go down there on a dare and and get lost. Let's see if we can find him. Uh, youths, I say. Always get into trouble. <laughs> youths, I say, I say. <laughs> Are you guys uh, going down? I think that's where the adventure is. <laughs> I don't think we have much choice if we want to get paid. <laughs> well, actually, we we might have another solution here. Let's just we could repair the wall and say we found the source of the sound <laughs> and we fixed the wall <laughs> and leave them kids. The end. Happy Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> Roll credits. Uh, oh my gosh. So wall off this area and leave them kids down in the middle of the catacombs when the dead are all restless. That's brilliant, artist. <laughs> you know that I... There's a soft spot in my in my heart for children. You know that. I was just playing. Should we at least glance upstairs before we, before we make our way into the catacombs? I reckon it can't hurt. All right. As you guys uh, head back up the stairs, finding every creaky step you can... Um, you guys come to this uh, the second floor of this building um, and I as so hop I know your divine sense only lasts like a minute um, but I will give you a little bit more just because you had it up that sense that dusting of undead when you went down into the basement it definitely peaked it definitely rose like you could feel the hairs on the back of your neck stand on end as you came back up the stairs that receded and as you came to the second story of this of this home that feeling is gone completely man you guys this this floor feels a lot better than the other ones i this might be where we want to hang out tonight uh, agreed I, I need to find the lady of the house's bed real quick you're gonna search around for that yeah i'm gonna try and find which uh, which room the the lady of the house would sleep in well, Hop, I hate to break it to you, but the place we want to stay is probably not the place we need to stay. Yeah, I think there's some real nasty stuff down there. I think Bert's uh, also going to kind of peek into each of these rooms on this floor. All right. 
Sure thing. Um, yeah, as you guys peek into these rooms, um, you can see that one of the rooms kind of on the on the west side is like a music room. You see a lute. It's quite large. There's actually a piano in here. There's looks like there's a bust. You know how like um, a lot of people when they have their, their piano um, in certain homes, they'll have like a bust of Beethoven for some reason, um, kind of on the piano. There's even like a bust of some kind of... Uh, musician in here uh, as a decoration you see the rest of the rooms are pretty much um bedrooms um you see there's like uh four bedrooms and then there's a master and the master has this huge bed it's like 10 feet across um and you can see that there is actually a doorway um at the opposite end of the master that leads out onto a balcony that overlooks the front of the house um it's like one of those little um um uh, little balconies that people have on their master bedrooms where they have like a little, um, what's that called? Like a bistro set out there, a little table and chairs. And this is, has that same, that same feel. But um, Ember, you're pretty sure that this massive bed must be the, the uh, bedroom of the master and mistress of the house. Can I tell which side the mistress might sleep on? Um, yeah, you can tell by the color of the pillows. Apparently, the master's pillows are definitely more yellow. <laughs> no, I mean, like, uh, like yeah. uh, nightstands or something like that. Um, yeah, you could you could tell which side. Okay, that was a joke about how my wife won't let me use her pillowcases. <laughs> <laughs> I stand by going you. <laughs> my wife always tells me my pillows end up smelling like me, and she doesn't like using them. So I don't oh. know how to take that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think it's more like my musk. I once had a girl tell me that I, I I had laid on her bed and she said that it smelled like me and she couldn't sleep anymore because it smelled so good. Ooh. Oh, didn't she used to have you cuddle up? She used to have you cuddle in her blanket. Yeah, she used to give me her blanket to cuddle in, yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. So um uh artist is here by the music room looking at that piano very cautiously because he played <laughs> Super Mario 64 and he knows what happens when you get too close to the grand piano. <laughs> There's a red coin underneath. <laughs> oh man, that's great. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Hop, you don't you you feel like this floor is, you know, just just a normal home. Yeah, you guys, I think that uh I think that we found what we were looking for downstairs. Oh boy. <laughs> I'll follow you down. I just need to do this real quick. And Ember's going to go and put the book open to the page that she thought was most telling and um, scrawl a note on the top that says, your husband is hiding something and leave it open inside her nightstand. Okay. It's the big anniversary party he's been planning. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> All right. So you guys going to head back down? Uh, yeah. Real quick, though, before we take off, Bert's yeah. kind of at the end of the hall and there's like a side hallway that kind of runs north with another bedroom, but that bedroom looks dark. So he's going to come back out of that hallway and say, Hey, any of you guys got a light? I can't see what's in this back room here. I'll come check it out. Yeah. Okay. As you go, the interesting thing about this, this back bedroom is it's actually the doors to all the bedrooms are on this kind of main hall in the middle of the house, except for this back bedroom. It goes around a corner and it's kind of tucked away. As you walk into this room, you can see anyone who has light um, can see that this is definitely a shabbier room. It is the bed, uh, the blankets are thinner. Um, the little carpet on the floor is more threadbare. You can see that um, the uh, furniture is definitely less expensive well i'd say that this is either 
the the room for the servants or the room for the kid they like the least? Harry Potter. <laughs> can I do an investigation check? You can do you can do an investigation check. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bert rolled a three. He rolled a four, but he's got a minus one on investigation. So he's like, nope, looks good. Think we're yeah. good. Yeah, it looks good to you. All right, yeah. Yeah, you, you see just some Spartan furniture and, you know, a, a, a bed and blankets. And um, yeah, that's Having all. never been in a house that, like, was big enough to have servants, this is just kind of what Artis is assuming. Is it a, yeah. It's a servant's room. All right, let's head back down, yeah. Okay, you guys are all going to march back down to the basement and into that small walled-off chamber and down the stairs. Yes, sir. Let's do it. Going for it. All right. As you walk down the stairs, you can see that um, some of this, um, these bricks and things that had walled off this section have tumbled down the stairs and are actually um, kind of laying down at the bottom of this staircase. Um, you come into this small room and um, you can see there's a small hallway that heads off to the east. You are now definitely beneath the city. Um, you, you know how when you go into a cave, the temperature just drops. Um, you can feel as you go down these stairs, the temperature starts to drop and you see a um, a, a hallway that heads off to the east and at the end of the hallway anyone who can see that far I guess we have Ember's light now you can see a small like well let's see how would I put this it looks like there is some kind of a door a a uh, uh, kind of a hidden door but the door is propped open and on the other side of this door you can see um, what looks like a sarcophagus <laughs> So as we come as we come down into the base uh, into the catacombs and the the temperature dro- drops and artists can see his breath he he turns to hop and he says this means the ghosts are angry yeah they they don't feel happy that's for sure don't scare the boy it was in a story I once read about this boy who could see ghosts and it turns out that the uh, child psychiatrist was also a ghost the whole time. (laughs) That sounds like a fantastic book. I think I just ruined the ending for you now. (laughs) And if anyone could see your token right now, oh, perfect. Oh, man. All right. Okay, so let's just, you know, let's just say, what's the marching order? I'll take up the rear. Oh, (laughs) Bert. Bert will take the front. Artist okay. will go right behind Bert. Okay. Ember will go. Uh, Ember will go third, and she'll take the whip. The whip that's uh, at her hip, and she'll ready it for fighting. Now, is this a longer whip, or is this the cat of nine tails? It's uh, <laughs> it's a long whip. It's okay. not a cat of nine tails. It's uh, like an Indiana Jones style whip. It, let, let's be honest. It's a Catwoman whip. It's totally a Catwoman whip. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Awesome. All right. Yeah, you guys have this hallway that stretches in front of you. At the end, it looks like this false wall on the sarcophagus that you can probably climb over into some kind of a chamber on the other side. All right, but be careful. I'll be right behind you. All right, here we go. And we'll, uh, Bert will just kind of walk down the end of this hallway. Okay. And head into this chamber. Okay. As you move into the chamber... Um, we will get Bert and Artis into the room and we'll put Ember and Hop still in the hallway and 
Bert, you step into the hallway and you see rising up off the ground, you see four figures that are decrepit and rotting and standing back at the opposite end of this room. You see a fifth figure, this one also decrepit and rotting, but he looks a little more substantial, a little more aware, a little faster. And we are going to roll initiative as they lurch towards you. It begins. Artist rolled a 14. Pop rolled an 8. Nice. Bert got a 12. Ember finally rolled higher than a 6 and got a 19. Ember, you are up. As you as you are coming down this hallway, Artis and Bert both climb over this sarcophagus. You're right about ready to start when all of a sudden you hear like a, a call from either Artis or Bert and you know that there's danger in this room. So what are you going to do, Ember? Ember will immediately turn back to Hop and kiss him on the cheek and say, You've got this. Have courage. And she'll step into the room, and that will give you uh, bardic inspiration. Nice. And Hop immediately reaches into his pocket and throws away the uh, the uh, little lock of hair that he's been holding on to. <laughs> I thought you were going to say he immediately puts his hands in his pockets and it starts to lean over a little awkwardly. <laughs> we'll call me. We'll call me. <laughs> and then she will, Ember will strike at the nearest zombie with her whip. Okay, fantastic. That is a 10 to hit. Probably doesn't hit. No, it's a zombie. It definitely hits. They have an AC of 8. Oh, I, I thought they might not be zombies. So this this These four that are in the middle, these kind of decrepit ones, these are definitely zombies. Okay. And that is 7 damage. I'm back to rolling minimum, uh, by okay. the way. <laughs> you know what? That's that is fine. <laughs> All right. As you fit, is that your, the end of your turn? You did bonus and action and move, yeah. Yeah, bonus action move and yeah. Okay. Um, as you um, whip out and strike this zombie, um, you see that the one at the far end, the one that looks just to be a little bit more aware of itself, um, draws its sword and looks straight ahead at you, Bert, because Bert's right there in the middle. And this um, white rushes at Bert and he will make two attacks. And that is going to be a 13 and a 5. I don't Hold think either on. one of those hits. One quick thing, too. Um, with my... I'm, I'm a polearm master with my oh. halberd, the liberator. And so whenever a creature gets within reach of me, it provokes an opportunity attack. Okay. So you make your opportunity attack first. Alrighty. So he rolls an 18. Yep, that hits. 11 damage. 11 damage. Nice. And then he swigs back at you with his longsword, and he misses twice. And that's going to bring us now to Artis. All right, so Artis, with his with his dagger, which he calls his dagger of pity in his hand, uh, is going to come up beside uh, Bert um, to, to, Bert's, uh, to Bert's left. It's kind of leaving more space for like Hop and Ember to come through. And he's going to go ahead and uh, take a take a stab with the dagger on the white. It's a twenty-two to hit. That hits. Okay, so that's five damage. Okay. All right, I'm going to follow that up with a jab. Okay. Uh, that's only an eight to hit, so that will miss. He's actually surprisingly spry, and he and he dodges aside uh, from your fist. Okay. All right. Well, then I'm going to follow that up with a cross. This is my bonus action. Twenty-four to hit. That hits. Or six. Okay. So is is Artis a uh, is he a monk class? 
I don't. He's an angry farmer. Or is he a Jason Statham class? Is that <laughs> That's kind of what it is? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Anybody any, for our listeners, uh, as I was thinking about artists and kind of what he went through, I was thinking of John McClane's like uh, his character arc from the first Die Hard movie up to like the fourth one, where at first he's kind of. You know he's kind of schlubby, and he 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 doesn't like rack up a huge body count or anything. He's he's clever, but by the fourth movie, he's he's launching cars off of cement embankments into helicopters, uh, and just a total martial arts badass. So that's that's kind of Artis's arc. At this point, <laughs> he's he's kind of uh, Die Hard Four John McClane. I was gonna say we've skipped number two and three. We're straight on to Live Free or Die Hard. Yeah, Live Free Die Hard. Mm-hmm. There you go. All right. Well, Bert, it is your turn. All right. Um, cool. Bert is going to go ahead and just make some attack actions. So near the t- north end of the room is the entrance and embers in the entrance way there. Bert and artists are kind of in the middle of this room and there are three, two zombies. And in between the two zombies is the white. So yes. Bert is going to attack first at the zombie to the left of the white closer yeah, the one towards that got whipped. Yeah. Yes. So we're going to go ahead and make an attack roll on that one. A nine to hit. You guys are rolling terrible, but you still hit. (laughs) It's fantastic. Um, And that one is going to be for eight slashing damage. Okay. Um, For his second attack, he will attack the white. Okay. Also for a nine to hit. Wow. That's going to (laughs) miss. That one will miss. Oh my gosh. Okay, let me go, guys, just a second. After all these rolls, let me go um, and change some of these challenge ratings. <laughs> Give me a second. <laughs> That's okay. I'm just anyway, and then for my bonus action, I'm going to use the polearm master bonus attack to use the, the blunt end of the polearm. And the one on the far right, he's going to try and see if he can bludgeon in that one. Perfect. With the butt strike. With any roll than that one. Holy cow, I rolled a three, a three, and a one for my to hits. The only way you can miss these zombies is with a nat one, uh, and you'd manage to miss that last zombie. (laughs) So sweet. Real good, guys. It is now zombie turns. So we have zombie one is going to move up um, kind of in between Ember and Bert. Another zombie is going to move kind of up to replace that one. And then um, I want... Um, Bert and Ember and Artist all just make insight checks as this last zombie makes its move. Well, Artist got a 9. Ember got an 18. Bert got a f- an 11. Wait, did Hop get a roll or no? Hop is still in the hallway and can't oh, see okay, this I'm yet. Not paying attention. Yeah. Oh, and can I get an, that one zombie that moved forward, can I get an opportunity on him too? Because oh, you had your turn. Yeah, you can. That's fine. Okay. Do-do-do-do. A 12 to hit, four. That hits. Uh, for 10 slashing damage. Nice, okay. All right, as you guys, um, so who got the f- uh, who got the highest? It was, oh, it was Ember. Ember, as you're watching, there is a very clear path for this last zombie that was kind of at the other end of the room to come up and kind of flank Artis. But what you see is kind of surprising. This zombie, I mean, zombies are dumb. But this zombie instead comes and lines up on the far side of the room where it can't reach anybody. Like it's standing in line and waiting to, uh, to get to everybody. Um, and um, it almost seems like 
Ember, with your with your 18 insight, it seems like it did not want to go to the east. As you guys are in this room now, you can see a little bit more clearly, there are some sarcophagi on the sides. There is also a hallway that goes off to the east, and there's a hallway that goes off to the south. This last zombie seems to avoid that hallway that goes off to the east. Okay, noted. And now now we have zombie attacks. So we have one zombie attacking Ember with a 15 to hit. That hits, yeah, my AC is 15. With uh, six damage. And then we have one zombie attacking Ubert. One, one quick, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. I um, forgot. We have um, we have this guy. Yeah, sorry. So my fighting style with Bert is the interceptor or interception fighting style. So as a reaction, I can reduce the damage to a target by one d ten plus three. But you already um, used your reaction this turn to do the extra um, attack of opportunity when it moved up. Oh, is that did, okay? Opportunity yeah. attack counts as a reaction. Yeah, that's your reaction. So okay, yeah, all right, yeah, yeah. So, so you know, when something moves, that's a great thing to move. And if and if you're in the middle of a, a of a hot battle where things are you know staying put, then the other one is a great one to do. Got it. Okay, so, cool. Yeah. You're you're like you're the 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 only build in D and D that like has to figure out what to do with their reaction when most of them are like just, most builds are like oh I finally get to use my reaction. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Got it. All right. So. uh uh, Bert, um, does a 15 hit you? Uh, no, a 15 would not. Artist, does a 16 hit you? No, I'm nimble. <laughs> okay, Hop, you're up. You're still in this hallway. You can hear the sounds of battle and, like, the clang of swords and things like that, um, but you can't really see anything past Ember, uh, who's kind of still standing in your way. So, Hop is kind of standing there blushing with his... his a hand on his cheek um, and then all of a sudden he kind of perks up um, and runs past Ember, kind of pushes her aside and attacks this first zombie here. Perfect. Um, and he's going to even use Divine Smite because he's got something to prove. <laughs> nice. Alright, we'll make your attack. Let's see if you can hit first. Uh, so, a 19 to hit. That hits. Um, And so that's 8... Plus, oh, plus one. Eight plus one. <laughs> That's nine damage. Okay, so he took nine damage. So this zombie falls. So you should have actually dealt 3d8 damage, but it's okay because you knocked this guy down and he's not getting back up. Oh, okay. So the first zombie goes down. And you still have one more attack, I believe. Oh, yeah, no, I can definitely attack again. I was, uh, yeah, so he will just kind of step up, hop will step up over his body and Mm -hmm. um, attack at the bigger right there. Okay, perfect. With with his javelin, um, and that's a 22 to hit. That will hit. Okay, so that'll be seven damage. Okay. Nice work, boy. All right, and now we're back to the top with Ember. All right, Ember will... Um, work her way around the boys and come uh, next to the zombie that's um, on the far right side of the room next to Artis. And she'll stand there, but she's actually going to attack the white past the zombie with her whip. Okay. Yeah, yeah. For a 13 to hit. That barely misses. Okay. 
then um, that will be that will be her turn. Okay. All right. It is now the white's turn. Now the white has three choices to attack. Um, we're gonna see. It's either gonna be Hop or Artis or um, Bert. You know, it could attack one of the other zombies if it if it felt like it. All right, Hop. You've got two attacks coming your way. Let's see. Uh, we have a 12 and an 11. Do either one of those hit you? No, neither one of those hit. Okay, Artis, you're up. You've got the white and one of the zombies still in range of you. All right, so again, grabbing the dagger, he's going to take another strike at the white. Okay. That's only a 10 thing. I should have attacked the zombie first. Okay. <laughs> well, that's a miss. So he'll swing again with the dagger. Okay. An 18 to hit. That will hit. Okay, that's eight uh, damage. Okay, perfect. And then uh, he's going to go ahead and he's built. He's been building some adrenaline, so he's going to go ahead and do the old one-two. Okay. <laughs> so he's going to follow it up with a cross on the uh, on the white. Seventeen to hit. That hits for ten more damage. Okay. The white falls down. Okay. And then uh, he's going to follow it up with a hook to the zombie that's right between him and uh, like next to him and Ember. Perfect. That's a sixteen to hit. Another ten damage. Nice. Wow, that's awesome. Very good. So one zombie down, one white down, um, and it is now Bert's nope, turn. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> no, it's not. Artis is going to move. Oh, okay. Artis is going to go ahead and move around the zombie past Ember and kind of come back in behind. Um, so he's got like uh, he can he can choose between all three of the zombies now. Okay. Cool. Awesome. Um, Artis, uh, what's your passive perception? 18? Yep. All right. As you come more into the middle of the room, you can now see down the hall to the east. And as you glance down the hall to the east, you see something, a shape, a, a small shape. But it's so dark down there, even with your goggles, you can't see very clearly. And... Suddenly it's gone. Ugh. Ooh, I saw the token. You were supposed to. Ugh. Okay, I'll shout out. Um, well, make up your perception is 18, but I want you to make make a perception check. A 19. Okay. As you were glancing over, you could see the shape. It was hard to make out um, much. It seemed like you could see a face. It seemed like there was a mouth that was open and you could just barely hear, just kind of on the edge of hearing, you could hear. <laughs> Jeez. Um, so artists, <laughs> artists will say, there's a creepy kid down that hall. He says he's lost to everybody. <laughs> Bert, it's your turn. Oh, man. Um, well, let's get rid of these guys and we can go check check on that kid then. Um, Bert's going to heave and whip Liberator around and attack the zombie that's right in front of Ember. Cool. For a 13 to hit. That hits. For four slashing damage. Okay. And we'll use the second attack as well on that same one. 17 to hit. Yeah. For 8 slashing damage. That is enough. 
Let's see if it can get back up. I know it does not get back up. You manage to crumple this zombie and it falls down and does not move again. Sweet. And then we'll use the butt of the weapon to smash into the the zombie that's right in front of Hop. Okay. For a 13 to hit. Yeah. For six bludgeoning damage. Nice. Cool. All right. Did you want to move? You're going to stay put. Oh, I'm going to stay put. Okay. It's now the zombie's turn. Um, Hop, you're getting to, you're getting an attack at you. Uh, that is definitely going to miss. He rolled a natural three. And then um, Artis, you're getting an attack at you. Uh, a natural one. Um, and then this zombie, this kind of one at the back, the one that was seemed to be kind of afraid to go to the east, uh, it is actually going to do something very strange. It is going to turn towards the sarcophagus right next to it and start to lift the lid of the sarcophagus. And that is the end of its turn. Hop, you're up. Are you muted? Oh, yeah, sorry. Actually, to be honest, I forgot I was Hop. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Hop, you're up. (laughs) Um, Awesome. So Hop is just going to attack this zombie right in front of him. Uh, 20 to hit. Yep, that's going to do it. For five damage. Okay, and it's still standing, but barely. Okay, he's going to come back in for it again then. 14 to hit and 8 damage. That will do it. Let's see if it can stay down. Um, This zombie goes down and does not get back up. All right. You going to move or stay put, Hop? Um, He will... Hop will kind of step around um, where the zombie he just sort of took down was and approach the last one. Okay, perfect. The one that's trying to climb in, or that's trying to open up a sarcophagus. The one that just wants to go home. The one that's Mm -hmm. that's opening a sarcophagus, yes. Okay, Ember, you're up. Ember will walk up to the one that's trying to open the sarcophagus lid, and she'll help him open it, and she'll put her hand on the shoulder of the zombie and say, Lady Arapose's rest be with you. And she'll help him get into the sarcophagus. Okay, so um, make a strength check with advantage, or athletics check. Because you have help from the zombie. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I. It's not very good, but. <laughs> uh, I got a 19. Yeah, you get this lid off. Um, why don't. Since. Okay, the people who are surrounding this zombie, we have Hop, we have Artis, and we have Ember. I want Hop and Artis to make perception checks or insight checks. Actually, insight checks. Ember, I want you to make an insight check with advantage. Artis rolled a 15. Hop got a 10. Ember got a 21. Okay. Um, Hop and artists, this does not seem like something that a zombie would be doing in the middle of like fighting. You, you, they're like thirsty for blood and everything. Ember, as you help this uh, zombie lift this lid off the sarcophagus, um, you you look in its face. And it's hard to tell because so much of it is like sloughing off. You can see like the gums where the lips have peeled back. You know, one of the eyes is missing um, hair just in patches. You sense fear in this zombie. Hmm. Okay. Crazy. Okay. That brings us to Artis's turn. The old one, two in the back of the head. <laughs> it's your one too. Um, Artis, uh, Artis is going to say to Ember, 
Is that sarcophagus empty? Is he trying to bring in reinforcements, or is he trying to go to sleep? No, I I think this one, this one is trying to sleep. Hmm. We should we should let it rest with Lady Arapose. Is it after midnight? Is Gadifer's march over? I, I'm not certain of the hour, but but I feel like this is the right thing to do. I'll let him get in. Okay. All right, we can leave initiative. Cue victory music. What's... Um, I don't have Halloween victory music. <laughs> I was working <laughs> in the lab late one night. I was going to go, Scooby-Dooby-Doo, where are you? <laughs> okay, so this zombie climbs back into the sarcophagus and lays down. Um, and you are left in this room. There is a hallway to the south and there's a hallway to the east. So like I said, I saw a kid over there. He's kind of creepy. To the south or to the east? To the east. Come on, I'll show you. Doinks. To the east? Well, this this zombie here that was acting very different than the others, he was avoiding that hallway, and he seemed quite scared. I'm not going to lie, I'm quite scared as well. We should be on our guard. Are, are we certain that this boy needs our help, or are we walking into some trap? What did he say again, Paul? As you are kind of having this conversation, suddenly you hear a voice coming from that hall to the east, and it says, He's scared of the hall, too. I... On the chance that there is a boy that needs help, we do need to go. And if it's not the boy that needs help, it's probably the voices of the sounds that they've been hearing upstairs. We heard it coming from the stairs, remember? Yes, yes, I, I remember. It sounds the same. Right. Bert, you want to lead the way? Is everybody feeling all right? Yeah, I'm fine. But no, man. <laughs> <laughs> Is anyone hurting? No, I'm, I'm doing all right. All right. If you want me to take the lead, Bert, that's fine, too. It's just you got all that metal skin on you. Uh, yeah, I can, uh, I can go ahead and take this on. Just keep your eye peeled. I can't see too good in this dark. All right. Well, we'll we'll stick to the same marching order then, right? Ember uh, is third, and she's got her um, she's got the the torch. Yeah, the so torch I, in one I, hand and the whip in the other. Feels very Castlevania. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> um, Artist will have his will have his hand on Bert's back to like okay. basically to just if he sees anything, hears anything, um, he'll let Bert know. All right. As you guys start walking down this hallway to the east, you see it's not that long, maybe like 30 feet long, and it opens up into what looks like another chamber with more sarcophagi. As you go out into the chamber, you can see this is a long chamber running north and south. Um, you can see it, it's lined on the east and western walls with more sarcophagi. You can see actually there's some some skeleton skeletal remains and even um, like a more fleshy zombie-like body laying in the middle of the floor. Um, it does not seem to be moving. Um, you guys see this this room uh, heads north and south. No, you can see the north end, um, but you guys can't see the southern end of this room. Hmm. I just got a bad feeling about this place. You just now got a bad feeling? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it took a bit, but yeah. I had it from the, the, the landing upstairs. <laughs> Why don't we? Why don't we take this 
take this room too across. It's big enough. And Artis will stand next to Bert as we move okay. south. Yeah, yeah. As you guys move south through the room, um, nothing else jumps out at you. You see that there's just these sarcophagi lined along the wall. And at the far end, the southern end of this room, you see there is a staircase going down. Any kids in here? <laughs> no. We might have some candy <laughs> or something. I, I don't think that sounds very reassuring to children who are afraid in the catacombs. <laughs> That's a fair point. I'm starting to get the idea that it's not a child. Well, what could it be? You think it might be a gobloid? I'm, I think... <laughs> I, I, I don't want to let my imagination get the better of me. I, I won't say what I think. Well, you could be right there, Bert. I mean, gobloids are small. Yes, they are. <laughs> uh, all right. As you guys head towards these stairs, um, are you guys going to go down the stairs? How's everyone doing health-wise? Did anyone get hurt too bad? I don't think anybody got hurt. Okay, sweet. Let's, let's roll then. I think... Um, I mean, as we're walking, artists would keep his eyes open, like on the side walls, see if there's anything of interest as we go by these sarcophagi. Yeah, there's nothing else that you guys can see really in here except for these sarcophagi and the staircase going down. Okay. Um, yeah. All right, deeper we go. All right, heading down those stairs. All right. As you um, come down these stairs, it leads into this small um, chamber. Um, you know, it was small compared to the last one. Uh, again, it's lined with sarcophagi. These ones look older, more um, worn down with age. You can see that there are two hallways that leave this room. There's one heading off to the west, and there's one heading to the south. And as you look to the one uh, to the south, you can see... It looks like this hallway to the south doesn't go very long and it opens up to this large chamber and standing kind of right at the end of the hallway, you see a small figure. You actually get a better view. It looks like there's some kind of light shining from that chamber. And what you see, you see what looks like a young child. A young child wrapped in a, like a white blanket. And for those of you with high passive perception, you, you see a look of, of fear on this child's face. And you hear, you hear this voice say, and suddenly the child is gone. Hop is going to um, channel his divinity and make his, uh, his weapon kind of shine with a light. And okay. that's also gonna help me hit things. But yeah, so you can kind of see and go a little bit further. Did the white blanket look like a death shroud? Or why don't you make a perception check? Okay. Everybody can make a perception check. Or one person can make with advantage. Artist rolled an 18. Ember got a 14. 15. 15. Uh, Bert also got an 18. Hop rolled a 3. Nice. Um, okay, so the 18s, uh, artists and Bert. You see this child standing there. Um, it looks... I mean, you can't tell from this distance whether it's a shroud or whether it's a blanket or whether it's just some kind of clothing that maybe this kid found down here and is using it to keep warm. But Artis and Bert, when you saw that child disappear, it didn't disappear. You saw that child almost get yanked off its feet and out of view. 
So I'm thinking maybe the going back up to the basement and walling back in that wall is not such a terrible idea. <laughs> Roll credits. <laughs> Bert's just going to spit a loogie on the ground and then start walking forward. Yeah. As you start walking forward, Bert, you hear another voice say, Wait, is this a different voice? Like, sounds like a different uh, it's, kid? It's, it's, a, it's a child's voice. Okay. Bert's just going to go straight through that narrow hallway to the south and into the next chamber. Okay. And Hawk's following right behind. Perfect. As you walk down this hallway, um, you... Uh, the hallway immediately opens up into this very large, round chamber, and there is a staircase that goes, wraps around. It's like a it's like a, a shaft heading down deeper into the earth, and um, there's no railing. Uh, these stone, uh, these steps are stone. You can actually see that there is a little bit of light shining here because in certain places you have now gotten deep enough that crystals have actually started to pop through in some places along the stairs and along the wall, and so you have this very slight ambient glow down here, and. Um, yeah, it looks like the stairs that wrap around this chamber go down. Well, guys, uh, I mean, we could keep going down. Ember's going to reach down and pick up a stone from the ground next to her and um, whisper some words and, and make it glow with the light spell, and she's going to toss it over the edge to get an idea okay. for how far down it goes. All right. Um, yeah, why don't you make a perception check? Got a 14. Um, you toss it over the edge. You can kind of look over the edge and you can see it go down. As you see it travel further down, you can see that it lights up um, the staircase as it wraps around and around this shaft. And then it gets smaller and smaller and smaller. And then finally you see, you know, after, um, I don't know, seven, eight seconds, it finally hits something and stops. So it fell for quite some time. Okay. Seven or eight seconds? Yeah. That's a, that's a really, really long shaft. <laughs> You've been talking to my wife. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, I mean, how, how far does an object fall in, in, in one second or six seconds? It's, it's pretty huge. Well, we could do the I math. I think it's nine, nine, nine meters per second, right? Yeah. How fast would this stone have reached terminal velocity? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Well, are all of you guys? Uh, I thought you guys' character classes were like monk and paladin, not um, uh, <laughs> physicist. Yeah, nine was it? Nine point eight meters per second squared, right? Per second. So that's what I was thinking. First second is nine meters. The second second is eighty meters. No, eighty mm. meters in two seconds. It's pretty. It's a pretty big deal. Yeah. Yeah, it accelerates fast. <sighs> Okay. <laughs> All right, let's Sorry, see. Bob, we're just giving you a <laughs> no, I'm Googling this. I'm Googling this. How far does something <laughs> fall in eight seconds? Boom. Um, the free fall calculator looks like uh, a thousand feet. Yeah, that's pretty far. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know what? Maybe not eight seconds. Maybe five <laughs> seconds. Fair enough. <laughs> all right, all you guys who are enjoying this Halloween spooky episode. Yeah, five seconds sounds about right. 400 feet. Yeah. Five seconds. Okay. 
I was having a hard time suspending my disbelief. Thanks for doing that. Spooky math. <laughs> yeah, anyone who's had a nightmare about being back in math class, um, you're welcome. This is a Halloween episode. <laughs> the, the way you said spooky reminded me of, uh, remember on 30 Rock when um, Tracy Jordan released a, uh, a Halloween song called Werewolf Bar Mitzvah? Spooky, scary. <laughs> Boys becoming men, men becoming wolves. <laughs> this chamber is very dark with just the ambient glow of the crystals popping through. I'm trying to get us back in the mood, guys. Okay. All right. Oh, but actually, as you glance down, you can actually see um, randomly around this shaft as it descends into the earth. Um, there's You see more glowing of crystals of all different colors. You see red, orange, yellow, green, light blue, dark blue, um, purple, and white. Interesting. I, I think we ought to start heading in. Do you think any of these crystals would be worth any money? Uh, it might be. I'm not sure now's the time to think about that. Won't be worth much if we're dead. Well, I'm not saying we'd like, you know, get out pickaxes and like start a, a mining operation. I'm just thinking if I could break something off as we walk by, it might give us a little bit more cash when we're when we're in Almar. It ain't gonna hurt nothing. Why don't you make a, a quick uh, athletics check to see how much you can break off? That's a seven. You grab a chunk of crystal and you start yanking on it, and it's stuck. And then Bert comes along and rolls a. 22 and just breaks the whole thing off. Now you have a big cluster of crystal that's like, I don't know, the size of a, I don't know, like a, like a gift basket. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I think we need to establish in the lore how much that would cost. I'm, See, not, I'm just kidding. Istranian uses uses a standard gift basket for its it's it's the standard for all measurements. <laughs> That's also the size of the coins too. Everything is gift basket sized. <laughs> all right, uh, this crystal cluster that you popped off is worth about thirty seven gold pieces. There you go. All right, and you guys are going to descend the stairs. Yes, cautiously. Yeah. All right. You guys start wrapping around this staircase. It goes kind of, it goes uh, counterclockwise. And as you make one complete turn, uh, you actually get to this chamber on the eastern side that um, is uh, lined with sarcophagi, but also crystals are illuminating this area, giving it this strange kind of multicolored, but still very dim, dark ambient glow. You can continue going down the stairs, or you can you can get off the staircase and go into this this chamber. I'll say, everybody be quiet, and I'll listen for creepy children voices. Okay. Uh, it's actually not hard to hear at this point you hear. I, I've brought a torch. And then you hear. I'm going to cast my divine sense again, uh, just so we can get a sense of if we should go down or or in. Okay. Oh, um, just so you guys know, you're hearing this uh, this voice coming from this level. So it's not coming from further down, it's coming from this level. And you are going to cast your divine sense. You get the feeling of undead all around you. Oh, boy. Come out, boy. We can We can help you. 
Well, ain't gonna do us no good standing here. So, Bert, as you kind of enter this room, it's a it's kind of a longer room that runs north and south, and at the south end, there's another hallway that leaves this chamber with these sarcophagi, and at the end of that hallway, you can see that small shape, that child, wrapped up in that white blanket, and, just like before, disappears. That is the creepiest thing I've ever seen. Well, let's keep on going. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So there's this hallway to the south um, and then this long chamber. So it looks like we've got everybody kind of coming up towards this hallway. You can see that there are crystals popping out um, of the walls uh, here and there, giving a little bit of illumination, even in this hallway. Uh, The hallway seems very, very short, and then it looks like it's a T intersection, and it runs now east and west. Um, Bert, you make it to this T intersection, and you can see... Actually, I don't know what you can see. I can see off to the west, I think. There's some crystals in a larger room. Right. You actually can't even see to the the east, um, because it's just dark down there. Um, But Artis, you can see that there is a hallway running to the east and a hallway running to to the west... And it looks like there's some crystals illuminating that room to the west. All right. Bert is going for it. He's heading to the west. Um, you can see there's a couple crystals illuminating this room. Um, as you get kind of the end of this hall heading west, you can see there's another small room with sarcophagi. And on the southern edge of this wall of this room that you come into, this smaller room with these old ancient sarcophagi, you can see that the southern uh, side of the room, the sarcophagi on that on that side has actually been um, kind of shoved aside. You see rocks have fallen, and it looks like back behind there is some kind of a natural cave um, behind this sarcophagus. I want everyone to make perception checks. Artist rolled a 17. Ember rolled a 1. Hop rolled a 4. Bert got a 21. Okay. Bert, maybe it's because you can't see down here unless Ember is right next to you, um, giving you light uh, from her light spell. Um, and then also Hop's sword um, glowing as well. But Bert, you, as you were heading down into this hallway first, leading the way, the hallways, uh, all the crystals that you've seen have been multicolored. And as you got to the this T intersection and when you turned and headed west, suddenly that multiple color it didn't it, the multicolor light became monochrome the only crystals growing on these walls are purple anybody can make an arcana check if they want to this is something that nobody has even figured out in the main campaign yet uh ember got a 13 so did hop or 20 hardest got an 8 and for some reason, Bert got a 17. <laughs> You're just the most experienced. You picked this up somewhere, and you don't know where. So, hey, everybody listening to this episode, you guys now have more information than the main characters do. Um, Bert, you just know somewhere that each color of crystal actually um, deals with a different kind of type of magic or school of magic, and somewhere along the line, you picked up that purple is the color for necromancy. I heard stories once long ago from my grandpappy when he was fighting gobloids up in the Glass Mountains. There were magic users up there and they uh, 
they found that whatever color crystal they were using usually had to do with the type of magic. I think that this purple has to do with the undead. You hear a voice after you say that, say. Well, I'm out. I'll see you guys later. <laughs> a wise man once said you can't, can't save the children. It, you guys don't know that. <laughs> you guys don't know that. So, it's a so, common saying. It's a common saying. You hear the voices coming from this natural cavern from behind this sarcophagus. Well, waste not, want not. Let's get going. Let, maybe we could lure it out. Maybe we could, whatever it is, maybe we could get the kid to come to us. Instead of going into whatever it is, his lair. I thought I mentioned bringing some candy to it, but it didn't seem to do no good. Can we see it? Not right now. Okay. All you can see is that at the south end of this hallway, of this room, is this natural cavern. This sarcophagus has kind of been pushed out of the way, and there's some rubble and debris, um, and this this cave kind of snakes uh, snakes out of view around a corner. You know, maybe it's because I didn't actually have any candy. Bert rummages in his pockets and pulls out a, a piece of jerky. I got some meat here, little kid. Who wants some salted meat? I actually, I, I thought for sure Bert was the kind of guy who had Werther's originals. That's exactly yes. what I was thinking too. Oh man, he probably would actually. All right, so you guys are just kind of standing back here, just kind of calling. You're not going down the the into the cavern. Hop will go down. Um, he'll kind of start walking down towards the cavern because if. Uh, he can see it. He might be able to do some magic on it. Careful, boy. He's feeling brave. Ember's going to look at the older man and say, huh, this one's got some some balls to him. Oh, well, I mean, I mean, he's got, I mean, I'm sure he's got, never mind. I mean, it's not important. All right. You get to this point in this kind of chamber, um, this hallway, this cave, um, and suddenly... Um, you came around this corner and hop you are like 10 feet away from this child and again you see that look of fear and it looks at you eyes wide and it says I'm gonna cast command and I'm gonna uh, tell it to approach okay Um, does it get a save of some kind yeah wisdom saving throw Okay, so you're casting command on this child. This child suddenly disappears from view. Hop, make a perception check. Uh, eight. Um, the spell did not seem to work. Well, I'm all out of ideas. Whatever it is, it's luring us farther and farther into its lair. Be careful. It's not a child, so we should we should go in expecting a fight. I've fought kids before. <laughs> <laughs> when you were what? a kid, when you when you when you were a kid, right? You got into fights as a kid, is what you're saying, right? <laughs> Artist sounded like he was saying, "I love fighting kids." <laughs> okay, so just what's the what is the marching order? I, I can, Bert can keep going first unless Hop wanted to start taking the lead. No, Hop will keep going, keep going uh, right behind you, though. 
Okay. Okay. And then, we'll, we'll artist. Same thing. Okay. So so the order that we have now is Bert, Hop, Artist, and then Ember. Yeah. Actually, I'm gonna go behind Ember. I got movement. I can come from the back if I need to. All right, the cave kind of wraps around and it takes some twists and turns and suddenly it opens up into this chamber. It looks like part of the chamber is dressed stone, like man-created stone. And then um, some of it is actually like cave-in. This chamber looks very, very old. You see large purple crystal clusters um, sprouting out from the ground. And what you also see in this room, you see three children wrapped in white blankets standing in the room. Now, as you guys move into the room, Artis, as you move kind of into this chamber right behind you, suddenly there's another one of these children right behind you. I am punching a kid. (laughs) (laughs) Suddenly, right behind you there is this other child. And as now you are close enough, you can see these children, their eyes wide open, unblinking, their mouths open, calling out for help, but no noise, no voice coming out of them. And in this dim light from the crystals and as well as the light from Ember's light spell, you see glistening coming off the top of each one of these children's heads, the thinnest cord just a tiny sparkle and suddenly from the ceiling drop four huge creatures dark black figures they drop down they are large 10 feet tall long tails long claws rags over their shoulders and from their heads sprout these long thin tentacles and at the end of these tentacles like an anglerfish are these fake children designed to lure people down here and we are going to roll initiative well they should feel good because they worked they definitely worked yeah Yeah, i mean i mean if you guys would have said you know we're gonna stay up stay up at the top then you guys could have had like a nice little breakfast in the morning and been like you know what we didn't do anything yeah so probably for the best Okay, Artis rolled a six for initiative. Ember got a 17. Hop rolled a 15. And Burke got a 17 as well. Okay. It looks like we are going to have some split initiative. So, (gasps) Ember, you are up first. There are four of these large creatures, and it's, it's very disconcerting to see these small, scared, fake children hanging from these cords from the heads of these creatures. Um, There is one creature that has blocked your path back out of the cavern, and there are three more in kind of this more open area. Um, Ember will pat Artis on the shoulder and say, we'll make it out of this, I know we will, and um, give you bardic inspiration. Awesome, what's the the die size now? Uh, D8. Cool. And then she will... Um, attack with her whip at the nearest one that's down um, that blocked their escape. Okay. I got a 25 to hit. That will hit. Or 10 damage. 10 damage. Nice. And that will be her turn. 
All right, 10 damage. Perfect. And that brings us now to Bert with a 17 for initiative. One of them is about 10 feet from you, Bert. The other two are further back in the chamber. Perfect. Uh, Bert's going to whip Liberator around and he's going to kind of bellow out his little like soldier war cry, which was something to the long the lines of like, for the glory of the Bayard family and the Everlyn nation. And he's going to use his fighting spirit to, um, as his bonus action, to give himself advantage on his weapon attacks during this turn. Nice. And he'll also get five temporary hit points. Oh, very cool. Um, so he will attack the one that's about 10 feet away from him with the Liberator. Oh, because it has reach, right? Yeah. Nice. Uh, 24 to hit. That will hit. And his first attack will do 13 slashing damage. Okay. And then his second attack will be a 22 to hit. That will also hit. Or 11 slashing damage. Good round. And that's what he'll do. All right. That brings us now to the dark marionette. One of them has Hop, Ember, and Artis all within its reach. And it is going to go for Hop. First off, now that it's their turn, I need everyone to make a wisdom save. Let's see if your rolls can get better now. Oof, Artis got a 19 on that wisdom save. Burke got a 15. Ember got an 18. Hop got a 24. Oh my gosh. Oh, Ooh, and yeah. actually, don't we get to add your charisma as well since you're a paladin? Yeah, it's plus three. Nice. That's awesome. Well, you Sweet. guys only needed to beat a difficulty 14. And so you guys can feel like fear emanating from these creatures. And you all managed to save. And now you are all immune to this fear, uh, this frightful presence um, for 24 hours. So we don't have to worry about that anymore. But Hop, you are going to get attacked twice. Let's see if you get hit. Uh, 17 and a 15. Do either one of those hit you? No, neither of those hit me. Okay. We have the one that's close to Bert is going to attack him because he's got attacked. That's two attacks at Bert. And we have, oh, that one of them is going to hit. The uh, the eight does not hit, but the 25 will definitely hit. And you are going to take, ooh, 17 damage. Oof. All right. Whoa. Uh, a big hit. Um, Bert, you are now grappled by this creature. Ooh, okay. All right. And then the other two are going to move up. This room is actually kind of small for them. So actually, I mean, one of them can get into base to base. One of them is holding back, and then the other ones are... Um, actually, no. One of them is going to climb up on the ceiling, because they can climb. And so now you have one on the ceiling above and one coming up along the side. Can I do my reaction opportunity attack? Yes, you may. Woohoo! This will be against the one that goes up, climbs up on the ceiling. Cool. 23 to hit. That will hit. Four. Nine damage. All right, nine damage. Okay. So we now have um, two more are going to attack. Bert, you are grappled um, by um, one of them. But we are going to have 
one attack against Artis and one attack against Ember. So, Artis. Ooh, the seven doesn't hit, but the natural 20 will. Oh, it, this was fun, Paul. Thanks for letting me play. Uh, that is uh, 18 plus 4. That's 22 damage. And then Ember. We have two attacks coming at you. And it looks like a um, an 11 and a 12. Neither one of those are going to hit you, right? Nope, neither one hits. Okay. So, Artist, you are also grappled. Okay. All right. Um, that brings us now to Hop. All right. Um, Hop is going to take his javelin and stab at the one that is uh, attacking Bert. Okay. And that's a 23 to hit. That will hit the one that the one that has him grappled. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. That hits. Um, and then he's going to use his divine smite with that as well. Does okay. it count as undead? Uh, yes, it does. Okay. Um, so that is going to be five plus thirteen, so eighteen damage for that guy. Nice. And then he will come back again. He'll do a little double jab with his spear there, fifteen to hit. Uh, that will hit. Yes. Sweet. And then he'll do four damage. Okay. This one is taking some some damage, taking a beating. All right, and Artis, that is your turn. You are grappled by one of the uh, one of these dark marionette creatures. Okay, so I'm grappled, and it's ten feet away from me, so I can't even get close enough to attack it with melee weapons. No, but there is one that's next to you that you can attack, but okay, not the one yeah. that has you grappled. I'll, so I'll attack the one that's blocking the way. Then I'll start up with my dagger of pity. It's a 20 to hit. Not that. Dirty 20. That'll hit. That's uh, five uh, piercing damage, and I'm going to go ahead and do a throat punch. <laughs> nice. It needs to make a DC 14 con saving throw or be stunned. Uh, it rolled an 11, and it has a plus three to con. Oh, oh brutal. It rolled a 14. I'll go ahead and take a jab. Okay. It's a 19 to hit. That'll hit. For nine more damage. Okay. And uh, going for the throat again. Okay. DC 14 see. con. DC 14 con. Oh, a natural one. So yes. is this guy stunned? He is stunned. So all attacks now have advantage on this guy. Nice. And he can't take any uh, actions, reactions, or bonus actions or move to the end of my next turn. Whoa, that's huge. So I'm also going to then go ahead and do uh, just the single attack against him. I'll do a cross um, with advantage. Yeah. That's a dirty 20 to hit. That'll hit. Another six damage. There we go. Now the monk is starting to show up. Perfect. Yep. And I can't move, so that's my turn. Oh, and uh, let's see. If you wanted to break free... Usually it's your action to break free. Yep. Uh, you can use your action to break free. Uh, difficulty, it'd be a difficulty 14 to escape. So, anyway, all right, let's see. On to Ember, it's your turn. Okay, Ember is going to reposition on the the fight a little bit. She's actually going to step closer to the three creatures that are on their east-hand side. Mm-hmm. She's going to shout some words of encouragement to artists, and then she's going to... Um, whip at the one that's grappling him, or not grappling him, she's going to whip at the one that he stunned, so she's standing next to the three, but she's whipping the one that's away from her. Gotcha. 
The stunned one, yeah, yeah. Yes. So um, she'll say, Artis, I know you can get out of this. You have it in you. And she'll give you... Oh, I already gave you Bardic Inspiration, didn't I? Yeah, I, I have I have Bardic Inspiration. I think the only one who doesn't have it is Bert. Bert. Hello. Okay, never mind. Um, <laughs> so... <laughs> Bert's uh, over there, like, uh, waiting. He's got his hat in his hand, waiting, like, blushing like a uh, dopey. <laughs> sorry, let me... <laughs> sorry. Um, I will I will give Bardic Inspiration to um, Bert and say, Bert, I know we can do this. You have the strength. And then I will whip at the one that I said, the uh, the one that's a stunt. Perfect. And that is a dirty 20 as well. So 20 to hit. Yeah, yeah. What's the damage? Damage is seven, but I'm also going to do... Um, a flourish of whips, a slashing flourish. Okay. So what that does is everyone within five feet of me, all the enemies within five feet of me, have to take one bardic inspiration die of damage. Oh, nice. So four damage to the other three. Nice. That's awesome. Ooh. The one that has Bert grappled is looking pretty bad. And, and that is Ember's turn. Well, then let's bring it up to Bert. Bert, you are grappled. The one that has you grappled is 10 feet away, which is not an issue for you, but there's also one clinging to the ceiling above you. Mm-hmm. Um, Bert is going to, again, um, use his bonus action for fighting spirit to give himself advantage on his attack weapon attacks this turn. Okay. Um, and so he'll, he'll shout out another kind of slogan, and that's like strong are the spears of the men of the glass mountains and um, he will go ahead and have some another attack at the one that's grappling him uh, 24 to hit nice for 8 slashing damage okay looking very very hurt in fact the cord that has the uh, fake child attached to it has been severed that's why they call it the Liberator. Um, all right, we're going to go. We'll use another attack on that same guy. Okay. Uh, 16 to hit. Barely hits, yeah. Whew, thank goodness. Well, actually, it, it, their AC is 15. Got it. Um, for another 7 slashing damage. And just like that, you are freed as this dark marionette falls to the ground. Great. And then I am also going to action surge... And the one that's hanging above the ceiling, I'm going to whip my whole arm around and start hacking at it with the Liberator as well with a 25 to hit. Oh, that definitely hits, yeah. Four, another eight damage. And, oh, a 12 to... I'm going to use my Bardic Inspiration on that. So I rolled a 12. I'm going to roll a D8 for an additional five, so 17. That hits. Four, another eight damage. Cool. And that is it. Okay. Awesome. Um, it is now the Dark Marionette's turn. So we have one person is grappled, and we have two that are uh, free to do whatever they want. Um, except for the stunned one. Oh, except for the Oh, that's right. One is stunned. Oh, okay, you're right. So we have one that can attack and one that has grappled Artis. Um, Artis, as you are grappled, this one looks at you and it um, kind of starts to um, 
take its is uh, kind of that tentacle that comes off its head, this thread that holds the uh, young child, it whips it around you and it kind of goes around and around and around until this child's face is like right in front of you. I need you to make a um, make a, uh, a DC 14 strength check, or uh, I guess you can do dex. Uh, this is like an escape check. Um, he's trying to restrain you. It's a 12, but I'm using my bardic inspiration. That's a 16. Okay. You are still grappled by its claw, but as its tentacle tries to restrain you, you manage to slip out. Um, kind of, it kind of slides off of your shoulders. He's still going to take an attack against you, though. Um, okay. So one attack against you, and that is going to be a, a 17. Does that hit? That's my AC. Okay. That is going to be 17 damage. Holy. Can I use my reaction this turn to to go ahead and reduce that? Yeah, yeah, yeah you're, you're, within, you're 10 feet away. Uh, reduce it by 10. Okay, seven damage. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I forget you guys are level seven. All right, and then we have one that is stunned and one that is above. Um, it can attack either um, Hop, Bert, or Ember, and it is going to go for Bert. Bert, you are getting attacked two times. Um... Oh, I think you got hit both times. Uh, a 22 and an 18. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Been nice knowing you guys. <laughs> <laughs> that is going to be 24 damage total Ooh. from those two hits. That's brutal. And you are grappled. Okay. This one hanging on the ceiling, it's got you in its claw. All right. And that is their turn, and it is now Hop's turn. All right, Hop is going to go at the one that's got Bert grappled again. Bert. And that is, oh, oops, um, a 22 to hit. That will hit. And uh, he's also going to use his Searing Smite, so going to try and do some fire damage to this guy as well. Okay. All right, so that's nine damage. Um, And then he does have to roll for if he's on fire. I will also do that with the 3d8. Okay. And so do an extra 12. So that's 21. 21 damage to this guy. That is huge. This guy is starting to look hurt. All right. Anything else you want to do, Hop? Um, well, he only hit him once, so I'll come back and hit him again. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, for 23. That'll hit. And then four damage there. Four damage. Okay. All right. And that brings us to Artis. Artis, you are standing next to this one that has been stunned. You can see it starting to shake its head as it kind of uh, starts to come out of the stunned condition. And you are still grappled by the other one. Okay. Well, um, Artis, first attack with the dagger, even with advantage, only rolled a 13. That is not going to hit. Second attack is a critical hit. There you go. It's a 27 to hit, so that's 15 damage. Nice. 15 damage. So, and then um, he's going to go ahead. And, how's he looking? Uh, pretty rough. Okay. Then he's going to uh, do the old one, two, and uh, go ahead and follow up with a, a cross. That's 21 to hit for 10 more damage. And this stunned dark marionette falls to the ground, dead. 
Er, I guess. Well, dang it! I just burned a. I just burned another adrenaline point, and I don't have another viable target to use an unarmed attack on. So, that's my turn. Nice. You can't move okay. in between. No, I'm I'm grappled. Oh, so this that's one, right. this that's one right. that has him grappled has reach, and so he has grappled him ten feet away from him. Oh so man! So artist can't get to him, um, and uh, yeah, it's been it's been fun for me. All right. <laughs> is, it, is it those little children? Like one of them's just like hugging him too tight. No, one of those little <laughs> children tried to wrap around him, but it, but he he shrugged free. All right, okay. Ember, it's your turn. All right, Ember will. Um, I won't take an opportunity attack stepping away because they've got 10-foot reach, right? Uh, yeah, you're still in their threat range, yeah. Okay, so Ember will take a step backwards away from the one that's um, that was right in front of her to the east, and she'll reach a hand out to Artis, and um, she will say, with Lady Tuwaniel's blessing, and she will cast Cure Wounds on you, Nice. And heal you for 24 health. Wait, that's Whoa. huge. That is huge. Is that maximum healing? Uh, I might have rolled maxi. No, 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 no. I rolled no, an, eight, a, an eight, six, and a seven. That's huge, though. That's huge. So, that's great. Thank yep. you. Yeah, All no right. problem. I guess I'm not killing anybody tonight. <laughs> oh, Bert's still pretty hurt. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Don't count yourself out yet. <laughs> I'll, I'll get you next. Don't worry, Bert. Okay. Right, is that Ember's turn? And that will be Ember's turn, yeah. All right. Bert, you are grappled by this dark marionette hanging from the ceiling. It's your turn. All right. We're going to do my last fighting spirit thing to give myself advantage on weapon attacks. And we'll go ahead and attack the one hanging from the ceiling and um, see if we can't do some more damage to it. So, ooh, a crit. Oh, <gasps> my gosh. I got a crit with the Liberator. Nice. Nice. Okay. The Liberator is a sharp weapon, and so it will do critical damage, which I think I need to do roll an, is it a roll another damage die. Yeah. And then it will also add a max damage amount to it as well, which is 14. And I rolled a 9 for my critical damage die roll so 18 plus 14 so 32 nice let's see you lop this thing's head off and this uh this uh tentacle on the top of the head with this child attached to it flops down to the ground and this child shape is laying on the ground looking up at you in a soundless scream that is creepy you're no longer uh, grappled nice and then I'll use my last attack to attack the one that's got artists grappled for an 18. That will hit. Um, for 10 slashing damage. All right. So this one looks still pretty, pretty good shape. Um, and it is now its turn. Um, it has grappled artists. So it is going to attempt to restrain artists actually no it's not going to it is going to keep you grappled um, but it's going to attack twice um, it is going to attack definitely at artists once and it's going to attack at ember once so artists does a 21 hit you oh yeah how about for nine damage i can take it okay and then ember 
Oh my gosh. Ember, you haven't taken any damage this whole game, have you? I have not, no. Okay, well, the 10 is not going to hit you either, is it? Nope. All right. Um, yeah, this thing um, actually starts to scramble backwards 20 feet. It, it just left both mine and um, Bert's threat range. Well, then why don't you do something about that? <laughs> uh, 19 to hit with her whip. That will hit. Was that a little too sassy? I'm sorry if that came across That's as super right. sassy. Uh, for uh, eight damage. Eight damage. All right. And Bert, did you want to take an attack too? Uh, yeah. Why not? Why not? As it's dragging your friend away to certain <laughs> yeah. death. Oh, I only got a 13 though. So <laughs> that is a miss. All right, Hop. It's your turn. You've got your new ally artist being dragged across this cavern. Um, by this huge creature with a child attached to its head. Zoinks, guys! <laughs> um, yeah, I think Hop is just gonna kind of hop over at Ember there. I didn't do that on purpose, but that was good. Um, and use his movement to kind of run up towards the spooky, scary monster and uh, hit him with the javelin again. All right, now this time you're gonna have to throw it because you're, you're you're out you're out of your normal range with the javelin, so you have to throw that thing. Yeah, and he's gonna u- throw it using its uh, lightning powers, oh, so it's gosh. a twenty-four to hit. <laughs> yeah, that'll hit. So eight plus fourteen, so twenty-two damage. Twenty. You just doubled the amount of damage it's taken. All right. Um, so, do you think this tentacle for coming from its head, um, or do you think it's, do you think that its skin is conductive and that artist should take some damage too? No. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> all right. Okay, very good. All right. Did you want to do anything else? You got one more attack, I think. Um. Yeah, he'll attack him again with just his regular. Uh, that's a ten to hit. That will miss. So this other javelin goes wide. Okay, as you hurl it across this cavern. All right, Artist, that's your turn. Hey, all the Artist can do is attempt to escape the uh, grapple, so he's going to do an acrobatics check to try to escape. DC 14. And it's at 11. Okay, you are still grappled. Yep. Okay, Ember. Ember is going to run up to Artist and attempt to pull him out of the grapple. Okay, so next round, you're giving him the help action? Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, and that would be my full turn, so... Um, yeah, that'll be it. You still have a bonus action. Um, I've done most everything I can do with my bonus actions. Okay. Um, let me just... Yeah, yeah. Everything else is like one action. So, okay. Yeah, that's all I got. So, um, on my next turn, I'm going to help him escape. All right. Can I just say, Paul, that... Uh you have done a really good job of, of negating basically what artist does best, which is high mobility by keeping him grappled this entire fight. <laughs> well, to be fair, I tried to grapple everybody. Um, so it wasn't just artists. Um, yours is just the one that's stuck around the longest. All right, Bert, <laughs> you are up. All right. There is one creature left. It is scuttling back into, the, into this chamber, trying to drag artists with it. Perfect. Well, I'm going to move my 30 feet, which I think puts me here-ish, just north of a pillar, but adjacent to the to the creature. Is that right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you. it's, it's in your range. Perfect. And we're going to go ahead and make some attacks, this time with no advantage or anything. Oh, nat okay. one. 
for okay. the first attack. Second attack will be an 11. Jeez. Oh. And then yeah. I'll use my bonus blunt end from polearm to try and see if I can do anything else. Okay. <laughs> A crit, which <laughs> I think, <laughs> don't, obviously no special bonuses if I'm using the blunt end. Yeah. All right, do you want me to roll another d4? Uh, to figure that out, or well, you, you rolled a one on this d4, so I think just you double got five that. damage. Yeah, yeah, okay. five damage. That's fine. We'll take that then. Okay. <laughs> that was an awesome crit. <laughs> <laughs> I think that is the weakest crit I've ever seen. And I've seen. Feel my wrath. Yeah. Oh, that was great. All right, then let's see. We have got this dark marionette. This dark marionette is going to lash out again at. Um, once at Bert and once at Artis. So, Bert, does a 13 hit you? Uh, no, it does not. Artis, does an 8 hit you? Nope. All right. It is going to creep back here into this back corner, dragging Artis with it, and it is going to start crawling through a cavern in this back wall. And Artis, you can feel your feet sliding across the ground as this dark marina is attempting to drag you out of this chamber into some deeper, darker subterranean tunnel. Does Bert get an attack of opportunity? Maybe. <laughs> yeah, I suppose so, right? I guess. <laughs> I mean, please yeah, take it, please. Yeah, you get one. <laughs> you get one. Uh, Bert rolled a 17 to hit for four slashing damage. Okay, that is gonna hit, and that is gonna deal for slashing damage. Um, what's up with Ember? Um, since her since her prepared action was to assist him, and she didn't use her movement, can can part of her assist be to follow? Um, we'll say yes, or you can take an attack of opportunity as it moved out of your okay. threat range. No, I'll I'll just follow. Um, okay, um, trying to help. Okay, cool. That brings us now to Hop. All right, Hop is going to use his movement to run up to this thing before it sneaks out of here. Um, and he's going to use his javelin like a melee weapon for a nine to hit. That's going to miss. And then a 23 to hit. That will hit. Let's see what kind of damage you can do. Yeah, he will definitely use his uh, smite on that. Okay. And that's going to be second level, so that's 48. So seven plus, so 22 damage. 22 damage. Hop, you see your ally being dragged down into this dark tunnel, further down into the depths underneath the city of Arkelvy, to who knows where. And as this creature is trying to crawl away, you stab it and you feel this divine energy course through you as you pierce its body and it blasts apart in a burst of light and this dark marionette has died. Victory music! Hey girl, you got me running. Na 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 na. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> Bert, Bert still has a scowl on his face, but now he is gently nodding his head up and down and smiling a little bit at Hop. <laughs> nice. Hop will go over to Bert and lay on hands and give him give him like fifteen health and pat him on the back a little bit. It's okay, old man. 
You're a good boy, Hop. <laughs> oh man, as the kind of the smoke clears here in this room, the the room is still glowing with these purple crystals, this uh, necromantic energy that's coursing through these crystals, and you see these four um, large, kind of I don't know, they're almost like they're like thin but very tall figures lying on the ground, one missing a head, looking at these sad figures, these these fake children that lure people down here. Um, hey kids, wake up. You're safe now. We've saved you. <laughs> oh man. You're welcome. <laughs> these blank eyes and this wide open mouth. And, and as you look at them now, you can see that it's actually like their face is not even like three dimensional. It's just like a pattern on this weird outgrowth of these these tentacles that come off these creatures' heads. Um, but two things you know. You you managed to stop these creatures uh, from luring other people down here. And it seems like you've managed to also stop the sounds that have been bothering the residents far up above in the house on Elderberry Lane. And maybe now you guys will get your prize of four tickets to ride an airship to the city of Almar to continue your quest. But that's going to have to wait for another time because we're going to stop right there. Anyway, thank you guys for joining us on this spooky adventure for Halloween week. We hope you guys got (laughs) a little bit scared, um, kind of felt some of that um, tension and that that spookiness that um, I know I was feeling. Um, Anyway, thanks for all you guys do for leaving reviews and ratings. It helps us out a lot. Uh, We love what we're doing and we're glad that you guys like it too. So until we get together next time, have a great time. You know, um, Artis Artis is proficient with carpenter's tools, so he could have fixed the wall. (laughs) (laughs) We could have just went and got some like wool and like spent the time soundproofing the wall. (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) 